You're listening to Lewis Stevens on Epsom Hospital Radio. Epsom Hospital Radio. Hello, hello, people of Epsom. This is a tester. It sounds like it's working. This, welcome, welcome to this. This is the start of an era, the beginning of a new start. The first time the beginning of the new start has happened. I got a present for my birthday and it goes a little something like... Something like that. It wasn't, it's not the copyright to that song. It is the machine I'm playing that song on. I now have one of those. Expect that to get better as the episodes go on. I won't play with it too much. Just a little bit. And that'll be that for today's episode. Unless I have a change of heart. Has has that stopped recording when I click off it? No, it hasn't. Look. Okay, so I'm I'm using a new program. I'm using a new a new software that that accompanies my new Akai oppression professional keypad. And that is the last you'll hear of that in in this intro. Today we have in this episode a lady called Naz from Power Tutor who I met on my collaboration live streams with Epsom and your family. It's a nice local group with a business directory. You can find all them on Facebook. Um, and I went into this with, so listen, when I was at school, I was an angry, I was an angry, rebellious teenager. I didn't like, I didn't like authority. And I think somewhere at the back of my mind, I've been stuck in that, in that state of mind ever since. And, you know, I think, I I think I still think I'm, you know, at the back of the class with my tie pulled down and, and really short. And um and hating on authority, but that's not me anymore. Especially after speaking to Naz this week, um, she compared something to me, and you'll hear this mid conversation. She grew up in Ukraine, and she went to school in Ukraine. And in Ukraine, if you didn't do well, if you didn't pass maths, then you'd get held back a year, no matter what happened, no matter what year you was in, and. So can you imagine, you know, imagine you just never understood the concept of the Pythagoras theorem and, you know, you're 40 and you're at the back of the class, you've got leg hairs poking out your socks and, you know, the the school uniform shop doesn't even have a size for you anymore. So you've had the same, you you know, it's embarrassing. The desk doesn't fit you. You you know what I mean? All right, so obviously you wouldn't have no, obviously you wouldn't be held back at the age of 40, but how many people get held back? life man how, how many how many people get told they can't do something when they're younger believe they're a certain thing and then for the rest of their lives that seed of not being sure what they are carries all the way through and they live a life of you know mellow deep not not like up here skipping along what if and I think that's a big question and I think that in fair play, what Naz opened my eyes to is, is that we do, in this country, in this education system, and not, not maybe just this country, but within this education system, there are people, you know, really, uh, they're trying to push for finding out the individuals, individuals, you know, the individuals, that little thing that, that makes them them. However, I, do, I, d- I'm, I, d- I might be talking out of term here, 
just if I'm if I'm talking out of turn, because I haven't been to school in ages. Because no matter how much I agree with you that, you know, there was the teachers, the individuals wanted us to be individuals on a, on a heart to heart, you know, touching base for that reason they become a teacher. You know, I believe that. I did believe that, and I felt that. But there was an element of fear being placed amongst us. You you have to get these GCSEs or your life will be over and you will have no chance in life. And that might be good for getting the kids to do the GCSEs at the time, but what if what if they change their minds when they like and, and then they leave school and think, Oh, I've completely messed up. You know, if they changed they changed their tune a little bit after school but then thought there's no way I can achieve anything now. I haven't got any GCSEs. We we all know that's not the case, don't we? So so I think would it be slightly smarter when talking to these kids to just I'll explain an analogy that I, I came up with. So I've been I've become fans. If anyone knows me personally out there, to all my thousands of listeners, um, if you've been listening and you've been watching, you'll see that I I like these things called toe shoes. They're vi- called Vibram toe shoes. I'd recommend them. Google them. Brace yourself before you look at them. You know they're not they're not Air Maxes or New Balance Pros or um, bubble shoes or whatever people wear nowadays. They are flat surface shoes with holes in it for your toes, like almost socks, but with like like socks with with like these little like glass proof soles. And I wore them to work the other day on a building site where you normally wear to like steel toe protected from needles. I wouldn't advise it. It's obviously not the smartest thing to do if you're looking to protect yourself. But for that day, I lived without, I lived without carelessness. I lived, I lived without worrying where I was going to be. No, I was worrying where I was going to be placing the next step. It was like a, I felt very connected. I don't know if anybody out there has a problem with feeling a bit disconnected from themselves and like they're just coasting through life and feel a bit dull. But like if you wear toe shoes on a building site, you have to look where you're pressing the next step and it was where you're putting the next step. And it was, it was exciting, really like not exciting, but just focusing. And I felt really in my, in my body. And, you know, I think sometimes with, the education system and with teaching kids we need to just let them take steps into places that might be dangerous and and yeah and they might and you know we might we might solve all of mental health issues if if that happens not all of them but it might solve a lot might solve a lot the time is 2039 um it's 420 um i've been told that's a Big day for some people. Don't know why. Ask your kids. Just go into their room right now and and, and look them in the eyes and ask them why. Why is four twenty a bit a big day? And 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 then you'll know whether they celebrate it or not. Um, Maxie's chicken. It's um, yeah. Well, there's a there's a girl spinning on a chair. She's clearly excited for her dinner. The mum's there. Hush, hush, Jezebel. Just it's coming. It's on its way. Um, and and it's just the manager in there today. 
light up and he's just bagging up the food now. Um, I remember last week we had some worry about one of them in there coming over to um, break into the shop below. That never happened. That was me being a paranoid nosy neighbour. So yeah. Uh, today we have Naz from Power Tutor. She set up her own company after some other entrepreneurial ventures. And now she has settled where she thinks she's finally found something she loves. Well, she has found something she's loved. Crossing tutoring, like school tutoring, hence why I was, we were just talk, talking about school there. Um, and I'm running a business. She's run some other businesses before. She's got some funny stories about running a business. And yeah, we, we, had, a, we had a really good chat. Um, and we're, we're 18 episodes in now. Uh, my new thing, my new thing is, is to try and listen going forward listen to the guest more i think you know i i think that's what we all need to do in life a bit more i'm gonna try from now on i promise to listen to the guests more and not just not just talk i'm gonna get all the talking out in this bit here um that's this is me this is the white normal episode podcast thank you for listening keep it up keep asking yourself why aren't you normal Keep doing things that aren't normal. Look below that level of normality. You're not that. You're something deeper. Listen to it. Enjoy the episode. I, I was raised and I went to school and we would be lined up in an all-boys school very seriously while the head teacher sternly walked around us and told us how GCSEs were the biggest things in our life and this is the most serious thing you'll ever do and this yeah. is your life. You will work and you will do. And I remember putting my hand up and being like, why? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for living as true to myself as I can be and trying. I try my absolute hardest, but I don't really think I should have to... Look, there's two sides of... Uh, two sides of looking at this argument right yeah every single child that we get nowadays you know what nine out of ten will ask the same question that you did now because they got access to the internet they got access to so many questions and so many critics of gcse's so they're exposed to that and they'll come and ask why should i do gcse's but what they're missing is that they're kind of training themselves for from a young age that if you work hard, if you do something repetitively, if you if you educate yourself, you can achieve X, Y, and Z. That's just a training for for them to to see that goal setting um, and you know competing. You're essentially, competing, aren't you, against nation? It is all down to your hard work. It's how much effort you put in. It's how much effort you'll uh, take. You'll reap. And so, you know, there's, there's way, different ways of thinking about it. If you're interested enough, you'll, you'll go and research some of the stuff, even as simple as Pythagoras. Pythagoras history is beautiful, but people just see it face value. Why do I need this? Well, go and study, you know, how the pyramids were built. Geometry, circle geometry was really important back then. And that's, that becomes interesting then. Yeah. What, but what about, you know, particularly in my case, yeah. I was just told to just work hard as a value. And it and I don't feel like there was necessarily much uh, around the why. It was more just work hard, yeah. if you know. And I do think that education at the moment doesn't, and it is definitely improving and the direction is definitely going in the way of more the individual, isn't it? But it was yeah. just that case of 
there wasn't ever really uh, a why I should work hard. And I do think that school can sometimes just put you, well, it doesn't matter what you just, just get there. Whatever you do, just get there. And it was, that was, that was mm-hmm. the toughest for me. You're right. And sometimes I do think about this. Sometimes I do think our school's too standardized. I, I do believe that they should diversify and, you know, expand the horizon of the child, not just focus on the three subjects, focus on more creators. We talked about this on, on the live yeah. show. But however, it goes back to industrial revolution. So when the industrial revolution happened, they had to fit the children around the, the clock that their parents were working. And so in order to do that, they had to keep them from nine to however in, in schools. And and now you have to industrialize the way the, the schooling is. So, you know, you, you kind of... Uh, back from back then probably that's where the culture came came out of working hard because that's how the maybe the government wanted us to become work hard and get to a b and c however people children are a lot more smarter now they they completely realize this and we have some incredible you know children that we come across where whereby they're so entrepreneurial that you know they can do anything with with their phone they can create a whole business just from their phone and and they now recognize that children are growing up faster in my opinion so yeah i think i don't know how old you are i'm 31 but when i was in school i definitely felt what you're saying but that's because i didn't have access to so much you know social media interactions and uh, and i guess noise (laughs) information generation alpha that's what they're calling them, aren't they? The next generation. And they also say that these guys, in some random graph I looked at online, it says like 60, 70% more compassionate, more understanding of the internet. They're more humanistic in the way with social movements because they are connected to people on the other side of the world and, and things trend globally. I mean, the instance with Prince Har- um, Meghan Markle recently, you know, this, this idea that the topic of racism can be covered on such a mass you know, there's like a singular event that everybody can debate around. doesn't matter whether you're sitting in America, England or another country. You can use them as a staple to have a conversation about something. I'm not that interested in that particular conversation, mm-hmm. but I think that it is those sort of connectivity that these kids are going to be raised on early. And, yes. you know, there's more of a there's more of a, commu- a commu- collective communal voice that they can have. And I think when when teachers where I was and they were very good teachers I went to a really nice school you know but it was sort of they were bound to the curriculum as well which was the the shame you know you could tell they maybe wanted to have sat down I'm not I think we spoke about in the live stream my my best teacher Mr Chill he used to have us meditating for half an hour every lesson he he had a he had a um a box above his electronic whiteboards that said God in a box and he said like obviously it was a philosophy religious teacher every time anybody tried to put a word in it he said you can't put it in a box this is expansive you know and me watching that I was like man this guy's just having conversations with us and I was like this is the most amazing thing ever I used to love his lessons and I think you know even he probably was a rare case but it would be nice you know do you reckon teachers will ever be will ever just be trusted a bit more to explore um what they want to the kids or do you think the curriculum has to will have to exist look England Let's compare it to the other countries. We're just comparing it to ourselves. So um, England actually does have a very nurturing uh, system because you've got different sets. 
if you're not performing well, you know, you, you get put into a set where they can help you accordingly. Um, and, you know, you've got so much support. I can't explain to you the amount of support that you get in England. I haven't seen in many countries. And I, I grew up, I don't know if I told you, but I grew up in Ukraine. And in Ukraine, it was very military. It's either we didn't have a set, it was all one set. If you didn't well, you would be perceived as stupid. You didn't do your work beforehand. And if you kept getting you know, low scores, then you'll be put into the same year again. So, you know, we were all just scared at a, at a young age and there was no way out of it. You were either, you know, working hard or the whole place would look down on you without any emotions. <laughs> so, the, you know, you see that and then you come over here, you see how nurturing the, the school education system is and you think, wow, well, you know, actually, I was pretty lucky to be here in my last two years of G. Hello, guys. Lewis here. We're about 17 minutes through the episode. In this podcast, we like to play for you a certain segment called Wayne Music, where we feature a local band or musician, just because we feel music's the ultimate expression of someone's not normal. There's a lot of creative freedom in that, a lot of ways to play around. And today we are going to play, I'm just thinking now, I haven't actually decided yet, a couple tunes from a guy called Els. And then a, a tune from one of the Wayne favourites, Reese Crowther, who's helped us out a lot on this journey. For, we'll start off with a song from Els, local musician, and then keep your eyes and you well don't keep your eyes keep your eyes out for what you're doing right now and keep your ears listening to the podcast for the songs coming from Reese later on. Um, and that's all you'll hear from me outside the episode today. Enjoy. Grandpa, don't let go Flow with me, wait for the rest 
rescue boat. Life jacket on, take my kiss, your cold. Too solo, too solo, too solo. games and the ones where the colors are moving like when i see that i'm pretty much just saying like this is a game that is completely designed to make you keep going whereas does uh, is, is the common user aware of that or do they think they just really enjoy that game and it's like no you don't enjoy that game like your brain is reacting well they've only got like a team of psychologists just working on how to make us addicted right yeah it's gambling but yeah the world is a strange place and yeah, everyone's Everyone has some some degree of struggling because we're trying to adapt to the new ways. It's not just children, our generation. One of the biggest issues that I see is people feeling guilty when they don't do they don't work. So um, that that in itself it's huge because you know, people get anxious people there's so much anxiety that's going around just because we we guilt trip to to always be working. Um, and we don't find that that balance or that time to to really truly relax sometimes. How important is like yeah the downtime to you? What do you how how do you sort of let your hair down to like to say? Well, uh, I've only started um, finding balance about just when lockdown happened. That's when I truly found that you know <laughs> having time off is good for me. So um, I was forced to get rid of well most of my tuition was stopped so I was still heavily tutoring myself um, and what happened was we lost a lot of business we nearly went out of business um, and I had to just think I, I had the opportunity to just think for a month so all I did was play golf and think yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it was incredible because as a result we we did have that turbulence period, but we came out of it even stronger. And now I I don't I, I have the nine to to six job and yeah. I come home and I'll play piano, I'll play I'll learn my guitar, or I'll simply just cook. It's in, it, I never had that. So in order in the first times where, where I started having that, I felt so guilty. I thought, no, I can't do this. I need to work. This is not this is not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to to say to myself no it's fine you, you i'm insanely can't. caught in that trap i think at the moment i i do i know how much better i feel when i have time off but I, for me it was always like if i don't spend two hours doing this now will i not will i miss something that i would have found if i wasn't spending this two hours and this results in maybe three weeks of productive work and then a crash after three weeks where you can't get out of bed and you're just laying there and you're thinking like yeah. i can't i can't possibly think anymore 
what what um what do, do you get the same sort of calm out of golf out of piano out of out of guitar is it all the same thing that you're after like what's that area of the mind that you find mm. yourself in that's refreshing with golf it's different so i've got that personality where where i do get fixated on things um so guitar is recent to me and golf is recent to me but i just I, I love the sensation, you know, the, the feeling of a challenge and seeing the rewards. Music, you can't escape. Uh, if you tell someone you play piano, uh, then expect they expect you to play it, right? There's no way out of it. It's like saying you're a comedian and they say, well, tell me a joke then. And you're going, yeah. well, it's not right. So you actually have to work really hard to get the pieces right. And, you know, it's repetition is going uh it's going beyond what you want to do which is like stop playing the same you know bit a hundred times but you say to to yourself okay well i'm gonna do it one more time and next time it'll be better <laughs> so it's more that pleasure for me to see to see results happening as a result of my own hard work um, and the same goes with golf but golf is different you get to talk to so many people it's such a social sport i know people find it boring but you whack a ball, you drink and drive, you talk to people. <laughs> What's not to like? It's all thrown into one big thing. I don't yeah. know. I used to I used to work at a golf club, and um, yeah, I can't I can't see myself getting involved in that crowd. Maybe I was at the wrong club. Maybe I'm. Maybe I, I think that's what it was. I've been to a lot of pra- um, golf clubs. A lot of them are quite sexist. So I'm I'm quite unique. Everyone knows me. Well, there's not many, um, you know, Middle Eastern uh, females under the age of 60 that play. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on, in the time of recording this, we're on the Iranian um, New Year's. Our, our, oh, our, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so that yesterday. was yesterday. It's the, uh, we celebrate the first day of spring, uh, spring basically. What's the, tra- what's, the, what's the traditions in the Iranian New Year's? Uh, so you you kind of celebrate it with your family. Instead of a tree, we have uh, a table full of uh, full of different symbols that will bring you happiness, health, wealth, uh, and you know different things like that. Uh, and the best part is, no matter how old you are, your parents will put money into this poetry book, and you you know you you open it up and there's money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter how old you are. <laughs> But yesterday I felt a bit mugged off because I was speaking on the phone to someone else and they said, oh, my mom and dad do it separately. I was like, oh, my dad just do it himself. I've been mugged off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you get get money off each parent and you're only sitting there, you're getting some kind of joint present. What's going on there? Yeah, it's really funny. Even my parents, when we go back to Iran, their parents will do it to them. And, you know, it's really funny, uh, but also nice. It's a tradition. And you eat fish, you eat her, you know, different herbs to mark that the spring is coming. Everything is to mark that the spring is coming. So have you seen the new trend of people sitting down on the toilets the like the, the other way around so that they can use the, the top part of the toilet as like a little uh, place where they put their food and like their iPads so that they can watch something and eat? Uh, and drink. <laughs> I've noticed an issue with that technique because you're going to have to take everything off. You can't get your legs over the, the front of the <laughs> did toilet. You, you, you could try. <laughs> did you try? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, tried and failed. See, this is my, uh, you'd have liked it. It was like a scientific uh, experiment. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I, I did see that going around. Have you tried? No, I, don't, I don't think, I don't know how I feel about that. 
No. I'm not sure I spend that sort of time on that on the toilet to be doing that sort of thing. And you know, yeah, surely that's counterproductive, uh, like eating and trying to release. Yeah, at the same time, you, you'd yeah. probably never have to leave. You could, yeah. you could an ongoing roller coaster ride of pure fun. <laughs> in the Get some Indian and then, you know, you'll be flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have been to places where it had the wow factor of the nature. But um, so I used to work in Bloomberg. That was my first ever job. And um, I was determined to be a trader. That was my whole goal. I'm going to be a futures and options trader. I was, you know, I had my master's lined up. Uh, I was going to do a master's in trading. Uh, and after, after two years in Bloomberg, I got, uh, I got ill. Um, I started getting panic attacks and anxiety attacks um, and a, lo- a whole load of food allergies that I wasn't aware of. Um, so I was walking around with my EpiPens, which, which was suddenly really different. And there was times where I was in the airport on the floor, someone trying to stab me with my EpiPen. It was quite an experience. So <laughs> after that, I just kind of quit Bloomberg, and that was my out, you know, ticket out of um, out of the corporate world. So I started. I've I've actually done quite a lot of uh, different things, which have failed. So my first business was in renewable energy. I was trying to develop my dad's idea of harvesting energy through footsteps using hydraulics. Um, I did food hampers, uh, whereby I used to take a whole uh, suitcase with myself to food exhibitions and get all the freebies, put them into a hamper and sell them on eBay. (laughs) High margin. Let's go. Like, I want to go through both of them. So the first one, what's the maths and the science behind hydraulic step renewable energy? Um, so my dad just thought of an idea where he thought, OK, well, you can recreate the hydraulics uh, with, you know, a pressure that you build with footsteps and pumps um, and have two tanks whereby once the pressure's uh, adequate amount of pressure is built, you can release uh, the the water from one tank using the generator to the other tank. And that should hopefully create a flow, which will in return create uh, energy that you can feed directly into the grid. It's renewable energy. Uh, It was, I I was too young and naive to understand the costings of R&D. I just thought, oh, my dad's got a great idea. I want to go in there. Um, Got to the stage where we got an invite in Singapore even to, to to a um, this investor uh, and it just didn't work out one thing after another um, and I realized that it's also really difficult to work with family <laughs> I love my dad to bits but it's difficult to work with family um, but yeah so as I was trying to build that with him we needed a lot of capital for R&D so on the side I was trying to have to, uh, other jobs and I remember I spent all my money that I had for the deposit of a mortgage uh, and my master's. And I thought to myself, OK, I'm, I'm actually out of pocket and now in credit card debt. What do I do? So I called a friend of mine um, and I said to her, I know that you've got a job in, the, in, um, in this place. I didn't even know what she was doing at the time. Do you guys have a job going? I could do admin, PA, anything. Like, I, I think I even said I can do cleaning. <laughs> But like I was desperate to earn some money to feed into the company. And she said, yeah, I think we do. And this was 
uh, I think it was around Wednesday. She said, are you free on Saturday to come in for an interview? I was like, yeah, why not? Not knowing what the job is, what the company is. And I, I think that's so stupid of me nowadays. So I went there. I found out that it's a developer company that uh, builds student accommodations uh, and sells them to Chinese investors in yeah. Singapore, Taiwan. Uh, so I met with the director. We hit it off. Uh, and he said, all right, well, are you free to go on Monday? I was like, to where? He goes, well, we're, we're flying out to Asia. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm out for, I think it was around eight months, uh, traveling through Dubai, Taiwan, China, Singapore, um, Hong Kong, just selling real estate to, uh, to Chinese uh, people, to Singaporeans, to Hong, uh, people from Hong Kong. And it was another world. I've never seen anything like it. They don't buy houses like you and I do, where we go for viewings, we'll, you know, we'll do our due diligence, we'll do our surveys. No, no, no. So they buy off plan, and there's a lot of downfalls to it, but I won't get into it. They buy off plan without the building being built. And what they'll do is uh, they'll come to an event that we would set up, and it would be in a hotel, really grand event, uh, at the top hotels and there will be 300 at least people at these events all investors you do your presentation uh, and you'd have like 50 salespeople ready to tackle them at their tables uh, one at each table at least so as soon as you've done your presentation they start buying they don't just buy one or two they buy bulks so they would just put cash money and I remember one guy once oh, said yeah. to me one guy said to me in Taiwan, the Taiwanese are known for having cash on their bed, under their bed. Um, and one guy said, uh, you know, I, I don't have money in my bank account, but I have a lot of cash. Would you mind if I buy a house in your name? I thought to myself, Whoa. yeah, maybe. But then, you know, you won't see that house again. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, that, that, that type of stuff would happen a lot. Uh, they just had so much cash available, liquid cash, not just, you know, uh, credit card cash or anything like that. They had liquid cash ready and available to just buy properties in the UK without even wanting to see them. They would know that exactly the rental yield they would get from it, their taxes. And they, were, they had this uh, whole, um, you know, investment culture. So where there you are. There you are, traveling the world after a freak job interview, trying to potentially even be cleaning the toilets for the guys. What's going through your mind beyond business at this time? You know, are you, are you did you, were you just like pinching yourself or did you just get on with the job? Uh, you know, the, that was the time where I started realizing that I've, uh, I've got a personality that doesn't get on with a lot of people. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, especially directors, because I don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, that, that's when I really realized it. And I ended up getting fired from that job because, like, I would just have fights with my director all the time and he hated it. <laughs> so well, he got rid of me. Were you just questioning his decisions too much? Yeah, I was questioning decisions. You know, I didn't, I didn't like the way he did some stuff and I would raise it to the other director. 
thinking back on it, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like I got fired. If you was working for you then, would you be a bit annoyed at some of the things? I that think you so. Doing? I definitely would be annoyed. I'd be thinking, what is this girl doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get into the box, shut up and tell. Yeah, she's traveling the world of us. Just do what you're told. Yeah. You were... She's paying for her to stay at the top hotel. Just shut up and tell. <laughs> <laughs> rebellious i like it uh, you're you talking about houses and, and, and abroad i had a stat the other day i don't know if you heard about this where in denmark when you purchase a house you don't you you buy the house was it me and you talking about this in 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 stories so they they build the first story of the house ready for the second story to be built but you only buy that house at like half the price on that bungalow level and the structure is literally ready for somebody to come in and plop the next bit on top. But you don't buy that until you can afford to pay for the next bit of your house. So you sort of spend that as a savings process and then you build up. And I, wow. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any limit to it. Uh, I've heard I think, about this. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? I think there's quite an innovative way of doing it as well. Yeah, you just keep going upwards. <laughs> you literally just keep going up the more, the more you earn. I don't want to overhype A habit of romanticizing Looking for perfect all the time Ignore the overhanging vices But here's my thesis She's the queen kinesis Makes me dream up sweet releases I'm defeated I miss her on the weekend Thoughts of her repeating She don't even know that I'm existing Will she hear this? I guess to what we have in common The parallel lines are taking overlaps Half an hour if that I guess to what we have in common The parallel lines are taking overlaps Half an hour if that Well I'm stunned Wondering how to overcome Set myself up to fail, well done Sit back and regroup Ruminating to get through I guess to what we have in common The parallel lines are taking overlaps Half an hour if that I guess to what we have in common The parallel lines are taking overlaps Half an
spoke when we were when we were chatting and we did start to um, morph into like sort of grow towards the world of AI, which is something that I do want to talk to you about because yeah. I'm getting really into the future at the moment, like big time. It's sort of like my favorite favorite topic but so much so that i sometimes find myself getting depressed that it, it's not moving quick enough you know because you're like you're aware of everything that's trying to be built and it's not being well, built actually, yet no it's it has been built we just don't have access to it a lot of things have been built but we don't have the you know the the laws or uh, or the structure to take it in people are not ready i don't know if you've heard of those robots that um they basically function on on flesh they 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 uh they have the ability to energize using flesh so you know that stuff is out of mind uh, it's stuff that you see in in films but yeah there's a lot of things that are built the the robots are a lot faster than you know the uh, that's what's available to us but we're not ready we need to stay on zombie robots for a second. So what they're, so they are, <laughs> so when you've got these, are they, they're not consuming your flesh? Are they getting energy from your flesh or are they? I think they, I can't remember. I read this a long time ago, um, but they use the flesh uh, to convert that into energy. Yeah. So you could maybe at one, for me, I'm now thinking you could be creating a whole suit that's going to be wrapped around your flesh and it will be powered by yourself. So the, the, the half human, half robot age is pretty much, yeah. uh, it could be guaranteed. Oh, Jesus. The, um, <laughs> the, I, I've been into this guy called uh, Ke Kevin Kelly at the moment. Have you heard of him? No. He's uh, like, I've been working it for years and he talks about um, basically in the future, the way to be thinking about new products is anything that we currently have, then just add AI. You know, like anything that we could possibly use in, just add AI, like X, add yeah. AI. And um, yeah, like it's just been, a, it's sort of such a crazy way to look at things. And it's like, how could that be possible? But you're saying the technology yeah, is there. Because we now have in, collected enough data to do anything. Um, I don't know about you, but I, everything that we do right now, my aim is to collect all the data in a legal way um, so that in future we can create AI. Once you have data, then you have algorithms. Once you have an algorithm, then you have AI. So, you know, data is gold. We, we, don't, we don't appreciate it enough. Uh, no. the, the people who, who are day-to-day -day, um, uh, just going about their day, they don't realize that everything they do is being watched and maybe they do, but to not the extent that we are being watched. They still have so much data on all of us. Uh, yeah. I, I totally think that Google is, if anyone, Google and Amazon um, are the ones who are able to do that. Google's been collecting data from us since when? When were they, when did they become like big? Was it 1990s, 19, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. What are they? What are they? What are, yes, what yes. are they tracking? What? Uh, they they're tracking really everything. They uh, in my uh, like you know there's there's levels where we don't know, but uh, they they know exactly using Google Trends which area is in need of you know paracetamol, so they can feed that to pharmaceuticals, saying you look there's a rise in uh, searches in paracetamol in your area, you need to stock up. Um. The, yeah. There's just so much data in every single 
um, industry that is valuable for, for, for us. It will be tutoring and education. What's the education going towards? Google will know. Here's one for you. Here's one for you because I am in this debate often. You know the website OnlyFans? Yeah. Where girls are going online and, um, you know, they, they're, they're liberating their body. They're reclaiming what is theirs to make some money, which I, which I respect the hustle of. I really do. But do you think that website, in my opinion, is causing more problems than it is actually solving, you know, like giving the liberation and the power back to the woman? Because of the, like, if we actually look at it honestly, like not just in the dream world of what it is, yeah. it's actually has so much damaging long-term effects to it as well definitely definitely if I, I i was thinking about this so if i wanted to look at it as a you know as a business and as a market i think to myself well actually these girls are hustling because there's so many people on OnlyFans. they have to do their own marketing they have to do their own um you know the the ad- administrational side they need to find out what's what market their niche is in <laughs> so they actually have to they, they have to work really hard to create that. It doesn't just happen that you get a hundred thousand subscribers paying you five pounds a month. I don't think so. I, I I think they would work really hard to get to that stage. For some reason people think probably yeah. that it's easy, but I think it's probably like any other business. However, on the other side, this business, yeah, I do agree with you, probably has some negative sides to it because it's it's also easy money. Um, so to get in order yeah. to get a thousand pounds a month using five pound subscriptions, how many followers do you need? You need two hundred followers, two hundred subscribers. That's not that difficult to get nowadays. Um, just put a bunch of uh, you know people who are lonely and uh, they don't have girlfriends. They've been struggling getting girlfriends, and they really like the look of this this uh, lady. So. Yeah, it, then suddenly, as a young girl, you're now earning £4,000 doing some OnlyFans. Um, what you're saying is, uh, are you talking about the mental health of the girls or the men? There's, there's so many, well, there's so many aspects to it. It's the long term. I think if we look at men, for instance, the, ra- the, the, the rate of people having sex has gone down. You know, people aren't doing it anymore. They're, they're locked in their room. The rate of anxiety is going up you know, this natural thing that is pretty huge, used to be a pretty huge landmark in somebody's life, isn't really as important anymore. There's this thing that you have access to this insane material whenever you want um, for some money. For the other point, I sound sound so old and grumpy, but for the other point, the, the girl is potential prospects in the future when these pictures get leaked like these these guys don't these guys print screen these pictures and send them around their group chats like that that happens you know um there's the idea of what if she doesn't get originally how many likes she wanted so the material has to become more extreme and then there's also that that after effect then now that will get out you know like afterwards yeah is it it a short-term solution to somebody's problem that is going to cause long-term damage is probably my I saw this girl and um she is a golfer I've been following her for some time on Instagram I like you know I like the fact that she plays golf and she's pretty and suddenly last week I saw her advertising on her Instagram that now she offers OnlyFans and I'll be honest I lost respect for that because I was thinking here's a girl that's been working so hard on her Instagram and suddenly she's resorting to exposing herself to so many men 
um, just to earn cash that could be earned through other ways. Um, I, I think females have been working really hard to move away from that stereotype of only being able to offer this as an asset, sex as an asset, uh, a commodity. So, uh, and now digitalizing it, you know, it's actually moving us backwards. So, um, but then again, like I said to you, I try and not judge people and try and see things in a really rational way. And I think, well, okay, if they're, they're fully informed about all the consequences, uh, all the future impl implications that they will have as a result of this, by all means, you know, go for it, build your business. Why not? Because I know some people uh, that told me the girls got boyfriends and they encouraged them um, to, to do this because they make so much money. Um, so if it works for them, it works for them. And as you said earlier as well, we are a lot more uh, compassionate and understanding generation. Uh, and we, we don't, we don't really think uh, I personally don't think about it in a negative way. I just think, okay, well this exists. Um, so be it. Yeah. 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 Prostitution is the most, uh, is one of the oldest form of business. Yeah, they do say that, don't they? It's, it's, yeah. it, I, I suppose this is just an extension of the argument of, you know, when people with strippers and things like that, you know, and prostitution, mm -hmm. that is the same argument, isn't it? It's just happening with, with, with the new with the new technology. Yeah, well, that we've got. Uh, even OnlyFans go to strip clubs to market themselves uh, and they'll distribute leaflets about their OnlyFans page so that the people in the strip clubs can see uh, where to go. So. Yeah, so the, and I guess the clients are still the same type of guys as well. You know, I don't if they if they're not on OnlyFans, are they just going to go? Are they going to be at a strip club? Are they? It's, it may, it's maybe yeah. it's just advice. Maybe I need to be more understanding of these. I, guys. I think we need to be more understanding because that that generation is just growing, Lewis, and I can see it becoming a huge business for a lot of females, especially in this time where people are losing jobs. And you can't be judgmental about it because some people really do have difficult lives um and maybe this is the only way to turn to so yeah uh, i'm not saying all but i'm just saying some people yeah just be more understanding i if i've we've hit an hour so i'm normally i normally max now if there's anything oh, else you want sorry. To... no 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 i mean i we, we can chat all day i've got i've got all the no. time in the world no, but it was really good to speak to you. I really enjoyed talking to you just about different multiple levels of uh, subjects and the world. i
And that's that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for for listening. That was Naz from Power Tutor. She runs her own local tutoring company where she links up the best tutors for the best students. You know, creating that ideal, the ideal teacher for student. And we could all do with that sometimes. Sometimes they say in life that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And you might be that student and you might be ready for Naz to be that person that connects you to that teacher um i think this might be we'll call this the last episode of this series there might be another episode out next week but we're going to be going in a new direction with it and it's very exciting but i won't i won't say anything just yet um yeah it's a lovely day it's uh 17 now the day after i for that intro that i filmed earlier uh it's very sunny I had too many coffees earlier and an energy drink and I had a big crash. So I'm sort of laying down on my sofa right now. If I sound very flat and unenergized, that's because I am. And that's okay. It's perfectly fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just let it be. If I had the rights to it, I'd play the Beatles song Let It Be, but I don't. So for now, just imagine that song. You've heard it enough times. Go through your head. Mantra. Get that song, let it be, in a mantra, in your head. Just let it go around, because that's all you can do. It doesn't have to be a sad let it be either. It can be a happy let it be. You know, you can, you know, it just, just, you know, you get me. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll leave that one here, and I'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>